You want a couple shots before? <laughs> I have some fireball. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I had unless you need it because liquid courage, you know. Oh nah, I, I don't. I don't feel I ever need it. I enjoy yeah. it at times when I want to, but yeah, it. I I don't actually do a lot of things that uh like anything that alters the mind at some level. Yeah, I don't like to intake anything when yeah. I'm doing stuff of my creative. Yeah, uh, that's good. anything with creativity because I don't like the idea of alcohol or this or that being yeah. the reason why I'm good at something. Yeah, like I want to master. Mm-hmm. everything that i do sober sober clean yeah like with with the clear razor sharp mind yeah um and i'm not saying like people that do you know intake certain substances yeah when they create that's a bad thing because some people have created some of the most amazing things ever yeah. on some mind altering substance yeah. but um i don't know i just i don't if i have a show and i'm gonna perform people want to bring me a drinker yeah. no i'm good no nothing yep. not even a sip Nothing until I'm fully done executing something yeah. to the best of my ability. Dumbfounded speaks on that too because one time he like literally got lit. And like we were talking about this uh, empower movement where I was at this empower and he was speaking on like the music industry. And he's just like, yeah, there's this one time I was completely drunk and I forgot like a lot of the lyrics to my words. I mean, the lyrics to my raps. And then he felt so bad. He was like, I'm giving everybody merch. So he's like, yeah, lesson learned. But at the same time, I never do any kind of substance before like going back now. Yeah. Because it's know, like it, he feels bad. And you know what? I That's that's one of the ways I learned as well. I had a show in Colorado mm-hmm. and uh, people were just bringing me drinks because we were like the headliners and they're, they're just bringing us drinks. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. You know, and yeah. then same thing happened to me whenever I am a little too inebriated. <laughs> I have trouble memorizing my lyrics. Yeah. Um. And I, I fucked up too. And yeah. I couldn't remember. And I felt like shit. And I was like, damn. Because like, I like to pride myself in, you know, giving a great show or entertaining yeah. at a very high level or, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Like to me, it's very important that the people that came to see me get like even more than yeah. what they expected. Yeah. And that day I like, I fucked up. And yeah. it was, and, and after that, I was like, nope. Never again. Yeah. Not. Well, at least anymore. you. It's a good lesson learned, right? Yeah. So, but and, and yeah, even when I'm just creating or I'm writing rhymes or anything mm-hmm. like that, I decided to say sober. But I have some friends that they they all the time they're on it or not on it on something. Yeah. Uh, and it uh for them it works. It's all good. Just for me, I need to be razor sharp and clear. But yeah. um, we haven't even done the intro yet. That I just, know. It was a good conversation. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to stop it. But yo, it's the hyphenate right here <laughs> with an incredible filmmaker and entrepreneur yeah <laughs> she's actually really dope in many different fields she's very multi-talented we have nikki sun thank you so much this is really cool thanks for having me i was like what kind of setup do you got I walked in i'm like this is really dope i appreciate that thank you yeah. thank you it's, it's taken a long time i started <laughs> in the media uh i started doing filmmaking when i was like 12 and then i started doing music when i was like 17 and I pretty much has been all independent hustle. So I've started from like having, you know, recording music on a shotgun microphone. Mm-hmm. I started doing videos on a camcorder with VHSC, you yeah. know, like all these things that were nothing exquisite, nothing high caliber, nothing crazy cool. Uh, but just the creativity and my desire to, to build and create was Absolutely. like kind of what led me in, you know, fast forward here. What I have now is not anything spectacular but i'm definitely happy for what i have and i'm able to use it to bring other people together other like-minded individuals so i'm glad that you're here um i met you at a show uh called uh, crazy woke asians it was a comedy show mixed with a 
premiere of a pilot for mm -hmm. a show called Sweet and Sour Chicks by uh, all put together and created by Kiki. Shout out to Kiki. She's super dope. One of the nicest people I've ever met. And uh, she's always like bringing people together. And on that, it's uh, what she's been doing is is really big in the Asian community. And I'm Hispanic. I'm not Asian at all. But <laughs> She's always like included me or like, hey, come perform. Hey, yeah. come do this. Come do that. And like, I'm like, probably, I think of many of the events, like the only Hispanic that I've seen, like as far as like taking part on something. Yeah. Um, and it's I, really would, cool. I have a funny story, actually. So yeah. when I was going to this event along the way up, I think I ran into your mom. In the elevator. <laughs> In the elevator. And she was looking for the show and I was looking for the show. But I was like, okay, she looks Hispanic. This is an Asian event. So I don't think we're going to the same show. We're like going up the same stairs together. We're finding the same thing together. We realize we're at the same the show. Uh, the elevator didn't work. Oh, you just have to take the stairs so up? So after the elevator, we had, there's like one floor up and then we had to take the stairs. And I believe like your mom or her friend was in heels. And so I <laughs> felt so bad. But we were like journeying up together. And I was like, oh, well, who are you here for? She's like, oh, my son's performing. I'm like, okay. I don't know if there's another event going on because I'm thinking in my mind, Asian event, only Asians. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't know if we're going to the same event. And we're just like walking up and it happens to be the same event. So I was like a little confused. And I'm like, oh, so who's your son? And he's like, my son's a hyphenate. He's going to come on. Uh, so watch him. I also got a merch table in the back. Just come by and say hi. And I was like just blown away by your mom was so sweet. Oh, but she's, she's so awesome. I, I go in her. there and I'm like, Shout it's out an to Asian my mom. event. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, there's a hyphenate. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So thanks for supporting. Actually, that was the first time I met Kiki. She like reached out to me through DM on Instagram. She slid in your DMs? She slid in my DMs. And I was like. That's how it goes down now. I should, I should go, you know? I, I'm cool. going to be in that area anyways for the closing night of the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. So nice. I might as well stop by before and do that. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> dope. Um, for me personally, um, like on a, on a deeper level, like I actually don't like believe in race at all. To me, it's yeah. all humans and people are just born in different geographies. Yeah. Uh, or ge geographic locations. Um, and so for me, like I really don't see race at all. I just... That, that to me is not something I think about, but yeah. I'm aware that totally. people identify with these, you know, ideas. And like, for me, like, again, because I don't believe in any of that, like I'm supportive of just good people or yep. good art or good movements. Like, Absolutely. I don't care if it's like, I don't care if I'm the only Hispanic at yep. any type of event, whether it's with Caucasians, Asians, Blacks, like anything like yep. to me, I'm like, I'm there if I like it or if I like what you're doing, like 100 yeah. percent. I'll be a part of it if you want to include me or if there's a way that I can contribute, like I'm yeah. down for it. And so, yeah, meeting Kiki um, and uh, working with her and what she's doing, like I love being a part of it. And I yeah. love being a part of uh, different cultures. Like cultures is something I, I think is separate from like the idea of race. And there are a lot of different cultures and I, I love like mixing with everybody. Oh, I do too. And I, like, on that note yeah. too, you feel like you're the only Hispanic at Asian events. I'm the only Asian at Latina events because I feel like if I was born in another culture, I would be Latina for sure. I mean, I'm the only Asian chick usually at Pachata. Oh, like really? when I go Saturday nights to Granada, it's like Pachata salsa night. Pachata's my thing. I know Wait, it's from Granada, the DR. Uh, in Pasadena. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but like on Saturday nights, it's crazy and like there's different floors, but I'm all, you can always find me in the bachata room. Have you ever, you, ever, uh, I, you know what? I don't know how to dance bachata. That's it's one thing I want to start really learning like how to Prince do. It's like Prince Royce, Romeo Santos, Aventura. Like it's 
like, oh, I love it. You know what? I've seen a lot of your snaps. Like, you're, <laughs> you dance mostly like like Hispanic music. Like, yeah, well, at least from what I see. I don't see everything, but yeah. Um, but that's, then, that's, that's really dope. And I love dope. Snow the product. So, I mean, we Snow definitely have like appreciation for multiple cultures. I definitely hear you on that and yeah. I see you on that. I have different communities, but my goal has always been bringing people together, yeah. create some understanding 100%. beyond just tolerance, right? Yeah. It's like, we're all here. More than just like, oh yeah, you're like, you're cool there. No, like, yeah. no, no. Let's come here. Like, yeah. bring what you got to the table. Exactly. I'll bring what I got to the table. Exactly. And then let's make something even better. Let's yeah. create something new or celebrate each other's cultures. Yeah. Like, together. Like, th this is kind of off topic, but kind of not. Like, th this is maybe a more controversial idea. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was having a conversation yesterday about, you know, a lot of people get super offended when people do blackface. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. In, in, in movies or, or TV shows or, you know, skits or whatever. And, like, I understand where, like, a lot of people are connected to the idea of that that was super racist back in the day because mm -hmm. black people were not given the roles. So then people completely kicked them out. And then, yeah. you know, and so there was a lot of oppression tied with that. And I completely acknowledge that. And I understand that. But I feel like now, like, it, or not even now, just I think what matters most is, like, the intention of people rather than what, like, picture or image or mm -hmm. symbol that you know maybe people different people used to use for a different reason um so again it's kind of different but uh, i was in the conversation because there are a lot of like let's say for example dave Chappelle does whiteface a lot right yeah. or you know uh they've had a bunch there's just one actor i forget the guy's name but he's been in a bunch of different movies and he's played um like a Middle Eastern guy. He's played a Mexican guy. He's oh, played totally. like all kinds of stuff, we right? We see that in age community too with white people like taping their eyelids right. back, you know? And I'm just like, how, I, you know, it's, it's just stuff like that, you know? I think like if you're trying to oppress or keep people out of of being a part of something, I think that's a problem. If, if there's any reason that it's trying to hold people down. Yeah. Now, I think like on a comedy level, like, I personally don't have a problem with someone doing blackface or someone that's non-Hispanic doing a Hispanic, even if it's like joking or whatever. Like, I think it's all good if we're like all making fun of each other or mm. we're all including each other. Like, if it's all like together, if we're, if the purpose is to entertain each other. But I think the main problem is if you're holding people down or you're trying yeah. to belittle. Well, the thing about being together too, though, it's, it's interesting to see, see hear that p point of view. Because like on SNL, right? We're yeah. having for the first time, the first Asian American cast member, mm -hmm. Bo and Yang. And in the past, when they didn't have Asian members, they had other people do yellow face right. at the same time. But if there was an Asian in the room, I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't have said it a certain way in that time so mm -hmm. it's like well yeah they're together in a room but was there an asian present for you to do like an asian joke on like i see ads sometimes like who approved this like in yeah. the marketing department like right, right, burger right. king like you know with the chopsticks holding the burger or something like that it's just like who approves these things was there an asian present and was that asian person or whoever that person was of that race like if like, everyone is, if to everyone speak is on, that in topic, on the joke or everyone is like on the same page and like you're not trying to like do it behind someone's back or do it to like be hurtful to a group of people. Then if, if it's all, if we're all together, like cool, like do if it's funny or if it works like cool. And, but someone is still included or they're still a part of it at some level, maybe mm -hmm. not on screen, but they're, I don't know. Like, I think it's all good, but I feel like, yeah, bringing people together, celebrating each other's cultures, even if it's comedy or not or serious or whatever. But if we're all like together, I think that's really like, the best way to create and i think that's because then yeah. everybody feels either included or a part of it or at least on the same page mm -hmm. um like 
how, how do you feel things are progressing now? Well, I think things are still progressing, but I would just say with that example with the SNL casting, mm-hmm. with Bo and Yang being cast and then finding whatever he ho- who shall not be named, uh, his like podcast came out about how racist he was, you know, throwing But who 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 was racist? This individual that no, you can was drop also names. cast. <laughs> no, no, okay. No, explain it. Yeah. Okay, so I believe it's Shane Gillis. Okay, so he was on SNL. Well, there's three cast members that were announced to SNL. New okay, members. Okay, new, new members, okay. And Bowen Yang is the first Asian American okay. to be an officially cast person. But then uh, with a culture nowadays, cancel culture, like things kind of coming up from people's past, Shane had been caught saying really racist things about Chinatown, about Chinese people. Oh, I remember. And I, from what I read, none of that sounded like jokes. Like, I'm fine with people making racist jokes because I think racist jokes are hilarious. If they're like, again, the intention, if you're not trying to hurt people or if you're just like poking fun at it, like we're all making fun of each other's culture, that's fun. But uh, yeah, it it definitely was more like a rant. Oh, yeah. yeah, From what I from what I read. Yeah, it was it was like hurtful stuff. Yeah, it was hurtful stuff. And then I guess like even the apology was not even like a wholehearted apology. He's just like, I am who I am. This is my comedy. So either people like it or some people are offended by it. And I was like, okay. And we didn't know if like SNL was actually going to cancel him or like, but they did. So that also brings like another kind of question in today's age where cancel culture is such a huge thing now. It's like everything that has happened from the past can come up to bite you in the butt. I think there's some good in that. And I think there's a lot of bad from that. Um, Are you a fan of Dave Chappelle? I watch every now and then. I'm a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. I think Mm -hmm. he's the the most brilliant comedian ever. Um, Have you seen his new special? I have not. Okay. It's super funny. Um, But he talks a lot of trash about a lot of people. And he got a lot of backlash. Um, Personally, the way I see it, though, is if you're making fun of everybody and everybody's like equally getting burned or even if a special has a bit that's a little longer on a certain group, it doesn't matter like the length of time. But if if there's no intention of like, let me really bury some people or some some groups, it's everybody's going to get it. Yeah, everybody. My own culture, your culture, these people, that people. And it's like playful and in the sense of comedy, I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, personally. Yeah. I, I'm okay with people disagreeing with me. I, I don't expect people to think like me. But like I think there's a lot of like the cancer the cancel culture I think sometimes is overcorrecting. And sometimes mm. it's like kind of like hurting like yeah. some creativity. But yeah. I do like the idea of people who have done stuff with the intent mm-hmm. of suppressing or um hurting people, like they should definitely not be, you know, no, allowed totally. to be flourishing right now yeah. if, like, they're really having issues with people's, uh, you know, background or sexual orientation yeah. or gender or whatever. Because yeah. um, I think what matters the most is a person's character. Like, yeah. I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what gender, what who you like or any yeah. of that stuff. Like, are you a good person? Like, yeah. do you treat people with fairness and, you know, like, respect? Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, if we're... If we're engaging in a comedy session and we're joking or we're roasting each other, like something like that, and you want to contribute and you want to do your thing, cool, if we're all on that. Yeah. If you're like doing something like behind closed doors or around people like low-key, like really trying to hate on people, like, you know, I'm not a fan of anybody being racist, whether yeah. it's or, or sexist or any of that stuff. Yeah. All the um, isms. 
All the isms. Yeah. All the isms. Yeah. yeah, it makes it really hard, right? And we're saying we're all human and we all see certain things. At the end of the day, like you said, it's character, right? Character, Do yeah. I want to be in the same room as this person? Does this person elevate people to be better versions of themselves? Right. Like, can you make me laugh and make us feel good and be positive about yeah. it? But if not, then what are you really doing? Mm-hmm. Like, if we're trying to, like, close our eyes, do blind casting and everything, at the end of the day, I got to know that you're a good person. Yeah. For sure. So I totally agree in terms of like, yeah, it has definitely done some harm and it has definitely done some good. Definitely. It really depends on the person, really. Yeah, I agree. So you are like, would you say filmmaking is your main passion <laughs> or because you do so many different things? We well, are we are hyphenates. We yeah. are multi-hyphenates. Yes. So for those who don't know what a hyphenate <laughs> is, actually, which is how I got my name, um, is a hyphenate, especially in entertainment and film, is someone that does two or more roles. Yeah. So like, for example, like say Steven Spielberg is a director and he's also a producer. He'd be a hyphenate for that film, a director hyphen, a dash, and then producer. Yeah. So when I... And I told the story before of how I got my name, but yeah. I started off in film before I got into music. Then I got into music. But as a filmmaker, I was already writing scripts, editing, yeah. directing, um, filming. And then in music, I'm a producer, writer, audio engineer, et cetera, blah, 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 beat maker. So I was like, oh, I'm a hyphenist. So when I came across that term, I was like, oh, my God, that's me. That's yeah. my that's my artist name now. Boom. There you go. Um, but yes, we are both hyphenists. You do yeah. a lot of roles as well. Yeah, I do a lot of roles. And I, the way I say it now, because it's been so hard, I always listen to other people how they introduce me. But then they're always like, oh, this is so-and-so. He's a director. This is so-and-so. He's a, and this is Nikki. She does everything. Yeah. And then sometimes that's good and bad, right? Because if people, people don't, don't know, know identify, what you are, so then they, they don't, don't know how, how to approach how, you how to or how you. to yeah utilize yeah. me. So I always say host and filmmaker. But at the same time, I always say host, producer, director cinematographer editor in that order so it's kind of like i feel like i would be a host first because that's how i started that's how i started like launching my two channels um what are your two channels my two channels the first one yeah on youtube it's just one's my name nikki sun and it's called now you know but it's a show that i really interview a lot of up-and-coming asian americans in entertainment because a decade ago we didn't have crazy rich asians a decade ago we didn't have more asian there was a lot less um exposure there was a Within, within mainstream American media. Yeah. You go, you you turn on the TV and I would be so like, oh my God, there's an Asian person in this Best Buy's commercial. Like it would be like so little that when there was an Asian was person exciting. on screen, it was exciting. Yeah. And so for me, I wanted to really highlight a lot of the people who I felt that people should know. Hence the show, Now You Know. It was a notorious B.I.G. If you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. If you don't know, now you know. So that's kind of how I got my start. Just kind of interviewing and how, giving shine. How long shine. ago did you start that? It's like a decade ago. Oh, wow. And so every now and then, it really? hasn't been as much, but it's it's not like I have like a billion followers or whatever, but at the same time, I'm able to land these very, very boutique interviews to just have like I one-on-one saw, conversations. I think I saw you did one with uh, Bruce Lee's daughter. daughter. Yeah, Shannon Lee. I'm a, I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. Oh, he, yeah. He's one of Who my, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's one of my idols. Yeah. More than just his martial arts, which was incredible, and he really created mixed martial arts. Um the thing I love about Bruce Lee is his philosophy. Yeah. I, I think whether you're into martial arts or not, which I'm not huge into martial arts, um, but if you just go and start reading anything about Bruce Lee's teachings, it's mind expanding. It really makes you a better person. Yeah. And and I think like what he's been able to accomplish both in, or actually more than two things. He was a hyphenate. He, uh, outside of martial arts also yeah. film yeah but then in philosophy like i think he's someone that a lot of people should like i feel like he should be taught in schools 
I know. Well, it kind of is. He has like a martial arts school for kids yeah. that Shannon's running. But Shannon Lee, she's the CEO and president of like the Bruce Lee Foundation. Yeah. So she runs all of that when it comes to licensing anything Bruce Lee, creating more foundations, mm-hmm. nonprofits, organizations that support kind of youth within the philosophy yeah. and the teachings of Bruce Lee. And the whole thing with Quentin Tarantino about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood of them utilizing her father's likeness. How, how, how did you feel how... How did you feel about how he was represented in the movie? So you saw it, right? I saw the movie, which the movie was incredible. Yeah. I love the movie. My only issue with the movie was how they represented Bruce Lee. I know. And like, that's been like a huge thing. Like I was expecting, okay, like maybe we're getting a little crazy, right? I'm going to go watch it myself. I honestly was like. Well, so so let me give a quick little backstory on it. Um, So once, uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's a fiction film Mm -hmm. with a lot of non-fiction included like a lot of real life character people um and events included into this film that is not real um and so they have a lot of different people playing uh figures and this is what in the what years did they take place the 60s the the shannon sharon tate murders the yeah. yeah i don't know i mean this really did happen like yeah, the, was, this it, murders did really happen yeah, yeah. but in terms of the speculation of how it happened well, um, a lot of stuff was changed yeah like, it's, like a lot of stuff was changed but again a lot of the roots are factual things that happened um but bruce lee was one person that was incorporated into the film so actual bruce lee and again the movie is changing a lot of history um to make mm-hmm. it entertaining but the way they treated bruce lee's character i didn't like because they changed his whole personality the way he like he was always like a very humble person very like showed a lot of love a lot of respect respect was huge for bruce lee and in this movie they made him kind of like a douchebag yeah and so very arrogant very arrogant yeah yeah and uh i know a lot of bruce lee fans were like very very like upset every single one that i know yeah Yeah. was like what the hell and like again i get that a lot was changed but they didn't really change people's behaviors like of the Mm -hmm. other people they mentioned yeah except for bruce lee yeah and and i understand what they did they were trying to big up the other main character to make him look like a super badass and like oh who else in film could he go against that would make him look like a super badass but it's not believable. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it just, it kind of like, I was like, the Man. issue I think with that before even all that happened, I was talking to Shannon about that mm-hmm. actually. It was the fact that he never once asked her. And yeah, she's like, he's allowed not to ask me. However, he did ask the families hmm. saying, like, I'm going to use the likeness. Are you okay with that? Like, he never once came up to me and said, Am I allowed to utilize, you know, your father's But, but he has the like, rights likeness. to, right? In a way, yes, but then why so, would you go out to the family and do that, and then not do that to another? You know, well, so well, so wait, I, I don't understand that part. Who's the family and who not the family? I don't get it. So he went to other Bruce Lee. The family? families of the people who were murdered. Oh okay. Oh oh oh. To, to the people. Okay, taking from those stories. Yeah. He didn't go to Bruce Lee's family. Yeah, um, and I know that it's like one of those things, right? You can do that, but it's kind of like, oh, you're about to utilize my father who's not here right now and uh, I have no idea how you're going to do it, right? It could, could be a complete defamation. I, I mean, I, I can see how that would bother her, but if if he's not, if he doesn't have to, I don't see why anybody would take the extra step if they didn't really have to. I mean, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I'm not saying it's ethical. I think, sure, it, I yeah. think it's best to go and, and con- uh, consult with everybody that's going to be someone's lineage as a part of your, your project. But even if he went to her and asked her, 
And I'm just kind of giving the opposite side here. Sure, yeah. If he went and go said, hey, can I use the likeliness? I doubt she was like, let me read a script. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, not, I doubt she would have been like, let me read the script and I have to approve first. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if like, even if he did say, hey, can I use the likeliness? Or I'm going to like, just to give you a heads up. I'm sure she would just been like, all right, cool. And then she would still be disappointed of how they showed him. I actually don't. I think it's actually the opposite because really? she talks to me about how studios sometimes don't want to work with her because she likes to be very involved. Oh, okay, okay. And so a lot of times studios sometimes don't come to her and it's like, well, if you just come to me, then I can be a little bit more, you mm. know. I mean, when it comes to anything, right? It's right. like if your dad was kind of like, this big person to everybody and did everything iconic right. To the iconic. World. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I do have some responsibility to hope that it's preserved and, and you know, and demonstrated in, a, in, a in, the, in the way. proper way. Yeah. In the right so, light. Yeah. I kind of see why there would be kind of a huge like discrepancy of all that stuff. Mm. But at the end of the day, regardless of permissions or whatnot, like that was just a really bad portrayal of it really was. Like, it was like, why was this? why was Bruce Lee even in it you know? I feel like what they did to big up um, Brad Pitt's character could have still been done without Bruce Lee being a douche in the yeah, film like they totally. could have just been like someone else could have been like hey you know I'd like to see you guys kind of like a battle and we're gonna bet or some some yeah. other way it could have been written in yeah then douche uh, then douche then Bruce Lee being a douche and instigating the the problem so yeah I wasn't a fan of that but aside from that the movie was amazing mm. um so the uh You've interviewed Shannon Lee, yeah, and all kinds of other people. And you started that about ten years ago on your YouTube channel. Yeah, about first a decade, like uh, on my YouTube channel. But I started out as a student reporter at UC Davis. Shouts oh, to my alma mater. Uh, but I was very into the student television station, and I would do a story a day. And then I realized we had a lot of like Asian YouTubers, like Kev Jumba, Michelle Martinez, David Choi. They would come to our school, and there would be a lot of people want to go. But uh, there's other people if you're not part of the Asian community sometimes you're like who are these guys mm -hmm. and i wanted to like let me interview them and then you so, know how so, I so you started this while you were at school yeah i started this while i was in college because and that's where um, you got access to these people i guess so in the beginning because i was a reporter right but then in news you only take the first five seconds ten seconds mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I was like, wow, this person had so many awesome things to say. I would like to just host the entire thing and put it on a channel somewhere. And they wouldn't want to do that because we're like, well, we're, you know, the student television station, but you can take this and utilize it. So, so, so you were able to keep the footage? Yeah, I was able to keep oh, the footage. Oh, yeah. And then I worked with, um, you know. So that's smart is you were doing something for school that uh, fulfilled those obligations and yeah. got you to do what you needed to do for the class or for your um, it's a student television station. Okay, yeah. for, for that. Mm -hmm. And then, but you being a young entrepreneur saw an opportunity to, ex to, to really bring the entire piece that was all getting trashed, essentially, right? Like yeah. a lot of that stuff that was being cut out, nobody would ever see. Yeah. You thought, well, let me utilize that for people to see. But not only that, it also creates something for you that actually had like a show. Yeah. So I like. So it started that way. But then I realized that, okay, I need to just start making something outside of the student television station. Mm -hmm. And YouTube was a huge platform at that point um, that anybody with a camera, mm -hmm. webcam, or a voice, really just kind of like a purpose yeah. or passion of what you want to do, could do anything. And it was like, all right, let's do it. And it has given me the opportunity to meet so many people and at the same time learn how to film and edit on my own as well because when you do a story you want to get it out and you got to know the way and the tools of how to get that 
to happen. Otherwise, I would just sit on the computer and right. I'd be like, I don't know how to do it. And I never liked so did you, feeling did, like you that. taught yourself how to edit. Yeah, well, a lot of it came with the student television station. Not only okay. would I do the stories, but I would sit with the editor and learn how to edit. And then I started doing all these internships. Did you now? Were you required it. to go sit and learn that process, or is no. something you said? You know what? I'm gonna take my time to go and watch. Yeah, what no, he's I'm doing. gonna take my time, and I encourage women especially to really learn how to be indispensable and do everything. Because in this industry, as a woman, you already get downplayed and doubted. You know, and you also just get seen as someone with a pretty face on the camera and that's all you are. And for me, it's important. I know like pretty don't last. And for me, it's more important, honestly, that you're intelligent, you're capable, you're resourceful, you're smart. And I just want to learn how to do everything. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, if I have like off days and stuff or when I want to like move forward with my piece, nothing's getting in the way. Like I'm the creator and like person that can take it further yeah you can carry the load if need be and not only that but you have more skills in your arsenal to be able to take things to a bigger you know or even higher level yeah and knowing all the processes kind of gave me that producing set of mine right Mm -hmm. because as a producer you kind of are producing from start to finish executing it from concept to creation and knowing all the steps in between of how to get from point a to b is so crucial and getting it done effectively and efficiently mm-hmm. so it's like oh we need to do this and in my mind i already know like oh well that's going to take two days to render that's right. going to take this and this so i expect it by this day you know when when i was making music i uh before i learned how to become an audio uh, before i became an audio engineer um I was making beats, writing, and re- just recording myself. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I went to a recording studio to get a higher quality sound, right? Because what I was recording at home was garbage, like sound-wise. And when I went to the studio, I would give, you know, here, here are the track outs, the stems of each individual layer of, you know, the drums, the, you know, the kicks, the snares, hi-hats, mm-hmm. you know, the piano, bass, you know, et cetera. And then give him that, and then he would do his audio engineering the mixing the mastering all that stuff which is a whole other beast in its own like it's like editing for video it's like that for music it's not just you record and then you change the volume levels and then it's done it's like no there's a whole science behind it yeah so i didn't know that process and there was a time where uh i went and he had asked me some question about oh because i kind of had this idea of what i wanted to do and i didn't have enough knowledge about it to articulate how I really un- understood it in my head. So I couldn't communicate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, something that kind of sounds like a this or that, you know, that has this little effect. And he's like, I'm kind of getting what you're saying, but I'm kind of not. I was like, I don't know, man. And I, I remember saying like, I don't know, man, this is not what I do. I don't know. Whatever you think works, just go ahead, man. Because yeah. like, I don't know. Like, And at that point, for that specific, you know, project, I was like, I don't care about mixing and mastering. I don't care. Like, I don't need to know. That's why, you know, I'm paying you. You do it. And I didn't say this to him like in a douchebag way. Like, I wasn't being a, like a dick. But I was just like, I put I put all faith in him. And I was like, you work your magic. If if this, if what I'm trying to explain to you can work, cool. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. do whatever you need to do. Um, and, and I'll be good with it because you're, you're a pro. But at the same time, after that, I, I started thinking, man... If I knew more about this, then I could really take these ideas that I have and really because when he gave me back the product, it sounded great. Like, yeah, like it was it was great. And I liked it. But there was still like, oh, man, I kind of still have this idea. Of, I, but since I couldn't communicate it, I was like, all right, cool. That's good. Yep. Um, but I was like, man, if I learn more, 
about something that's not even my mm-hmm. forte or yep. even something that's supposed yep. to be my focal point, then I can really make that vision come true. Yep. Like that, that what I see or hear in my head. And after that, shortly after that is when I went to school for audio engineering. Cause I was like, yeah. you know what? I want to be a professional audio engineer. And I went not, and I don't, I don't do it for people. Like I have the skills. I'm a professional audio engineer now. And I could actually do like film music, all kinds of stuff. And people ask me to do their projects and like, they'll pay me, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. I, I, I hate it. Yeah. But That's I, not your focus. It's not. And yeah. I don't want to do it. It's so tedious and I just don't like doing it. Um, yeah. and, but I know some people that cool that, that like it and it's all good, but Going and learning that process has helped me in so many other ways outside of my music, right? Because yep. at the time I was thinking, I don't care, figure it out, whatever you think is best, cool, I'm good with it. But I still had these ideas and it wasn't coming exactly how I had in my mind. I was like, okay, well, let me figure it out. Let me go learn this so then I can make that happen. And yeah. I was thinking just short term, not even short term, um, I was thinking like a single lane. I was thinking music. Yeah. I can make this with my music. But after that, that has helped take my films to another level. My mm-hmm. video productions, things that I've done with my clients with like yeah. commercials or whatever, where like not only is it going to look amazing on the video side, which was something that was already my forte, but now I can make it sound a million times better. Yeah. I can make this podcast. I can edit the podcast, which is a whole beast in its own, yeah. editing sound to sound good. Or I can make, you know, these things. So um, like I really admire and respect that about you. And I love and I always encourage people to do the same is. Mm-hmm. Learn as much as you can, even if it's not the thing you're going to focus on. But I mean, you don't have to dedicate your entire life and become a professional in these other avenues. But if you can learn it, it's going to it's allowed you to become a producer because you know so many things, but also a good producer. I'm guessing I haven't seen you actually on your producer (laughs) mode, but the way you speak, I I can tell that you know what you're talking about. And like the oh, it's going to take this much time to render or oh, this is going to this process I know is going to take eight hours or whatever and so then it helps you work with others even better because you understand the the work Mm -hmm. and the process yeah so then you can okay well it's gonna take this much time so then at this day then we'll do this and then and then that that does be a is part of being a good producer right understanding like the timeline the schedules and it's not only assembling a team like avengers but (laughs) it's also not being swindled you know for it's like oh some people just look at you and they'll be like oh yeah so that's gonna cost a thousand dollars to fix that thing i'm like actually no i know how to find the code for that and that's only going to be half an hour of work and to be honest, I could find that codec myself. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to have to do it myself. Right. But you're telling me it's going to be like 10 you're times. You're trying to hustle me. Yeah. So yeah, in a way, knowing all the processes and steps too, it also helps you to protect your business, mm-hmm. your name, and also make smarter decisions about who to utilize and who you're going to trust going forward when you're building your team. 100%. And then you can also help people along the way as well. Like, I mean, I've been d- done dirty by a million people. So many times I have a song about uh, several songs about it, Um, but like not only that, but like with the knowledge that I have in these different fields, I have a a friend that got a music video done recently that I was a part of. Actually, I don't don't know if I should be saying all this, but then that someone's on the probably the person who probably made it is probably going to watch this, but it's all good. Um, They did a sloppy job. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. And then they had these certain excuses. And I had and I told my friend, I was like, man. That what they're saying about this or that, it's not true, man. It's not like this can be done or this can be, you know, like the little things. Mm -hmm. And then 
you know, to help them not also not get hustled or taken advantage of or get something that's beneath what they wanted because things yeah. weren't so or like supposedly, oh, well, this can't be done. Like, no, it can. Or no, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't go through, you know, yeah. things like that. So, yeah, it's good to cover your ass, cover your team's ass or mm-hmm. and just help other people because there are in this entertainment industry, like, I don't know how much you've come across it, but me doing this by myself kind of for the most part like really yeah. just kind of teaching myself I, and and falling into entrepreneurship filmmaking music all that stuff i've i've got burned a lot because being naive or not knowing enough and people take advantage yeah and when you're like you know a nice person i'd like to think i am um they take more they take advantage more or they they, they you know easy prey yeah um so it's good i think that's a great point that you brought up to yeah. make sure people you don't get taken advantage of because it, it happens a lot in this industry. Yeah, especially I, I hated it doing it in the beginning because a lot of times I was a very yes person to like learn everything. Right. But now it's like, oh, do you want exposure? I'm like, sorry, exposures don't pay my bills. Yeah. And I'm at that point now where I know my value, my worth, and that I'm not just starting like from ground zero mm-hmm. right now. So it's like, no, I can't do things for free anymore. Right. But certain things that I feel like it's part of my passion stuff, let's figure out how we can work and benefit each other. Definitely. Versus feeling like, oh, I feel used. 100%. You know, and self-care is a huge thing, especially for multi-hyphenates like us. Like just taking the time and just the power of saying no mm-hmm. and feeling the joy of JOMO, which is the joy of missing out and not feeling like you're like missing out all the time. Like just staying in your own lane and creating what you have for yourself that really gives your like, like, gives you purpose right and gives you more meaning and gives you like a direction of what you say yes and no to 100 percent. like i think when you're starting off you want to say yes to everything because everything seems like an opportunity and realistically it can be because if you have nothing going on then how like then how are you going to have anything going on mm-hmm. you have to say yes to things even if sometimes you don't want to um but yeah there's definitely that like double-edged sword about saying yes to everything is where yeah. sometimes you know, you say yes to things that don't benefit you, that don't help you, that don't reciprocate to yeah. help you move forward. Yeah. And you, people are just getting out of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, you have to do stuff for free a lot of times in order to kind of build something. And when you have enough skill or enough experience or enough of, you know, um, enough productions under your belt, whether it's music, film, whatever it is, uh, if you have enough to like offer now people to mm. where now you deserve pay, like or higher pay or deserve like more than what they're offering then yeah you should say no but what you touched on is really good bartering bartering is is amazing um i do that with a lot of people so bartering you know you i i can do this for you and you can do and then you can do this for me and instead of exchanging money right instead of like oh let me pay you for this and i love doing that with people because well one kind of going back to the stuff about learning a lot of things i can actually offer a lot of things to people yeah hey can you do this for me? Can you be in this video or, you know, can you bring, you know, some dancers or whatever, this and that, and I'll do this video for you guys. Or I'll return and I'll give you guys this photo shoot or something. Like whatever your skills or your abilities are, you know, being able to barter and you guys both really help each other not only with the exposure aspect, but then with things that actually benefit either your production or their production or their project and your project. Um, That's another really good way to build with people. Oh, totally. And, you know, you do give people a chance, right? But if you burn me once, 
Oh, 100%. I, I remember. Yeah. Like, I can maybe forgive, but I don't forget. And so it is one of those things that, yes, if we're going to do something on free levels, like, I got to really feel like this is, like, my people. Mm-hmm. Mi gente. Yeah. You know, like, otherwise, I can't do it again. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. Like, it's it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And whenever I see that in people, and then, like, I can see that they're trying to get something out and not trying to reciprocate at mm-hmm. something. And, like, I don't expect people to match my output or effort. Um, cause I, sometimes I think I kind of do just a lot because like when i care about something yeah but like i need to i need to see that you're returning a favor yeah you know what i mean either that or also what do you bring to the table Mm -hmm. if we're assembling a team right everybody got their roles yeah but you're coming on just be i just want to learn and like ask you so many questions like there's that's cool as like when you're first starting but it's also when you're trying to get in the room and you're like how do i do that how do i do that like ask yourself the question like what do you what could you bring to the table and then that will help direct kind of kind of why you want to work with somebody because mm-hmm. sometimes i feel like a lot of people just want to be on as many projects as possible they don't know exactly what they're doing they're trying to learn but at the same time if you're going in with the purpose of what will i bring to the table after all this experience right. and that's the lane i want to go it'll just help you go from like free exposure to actually pay gigs consistently mm-hmm. and that's something that i feel like a lot of young people who are getting into this business need to know off the bat straight up yeah that's that's a good good nugget of information right there mm-hmm. yeah definitely um bring something to the table get something that you and then you get something out of it and you help and yeah just we we grow together yeah we, we got to grow together that's the only way for us to really create something bigger than ourselves mm-hmm. is working with people outside of ourselves yep and and making sure it's mutually beneficial like that's that's super key yeah. um so with all these different roles that you do mm-hmm. um what's what's your main like or what's the thing that you see yourself like you know five, 10 years, or not even a time frame, because time frames, especially in entertainment, sometimes don't work out. But like, <laughs> what's what's something that like you can't wait to do? What's like one of your, your goals at the end of the day that like yeah. I did this or I'm doing this? Yeah. What's the goal? So right now I'm like completely blocked up until the end of December, kind of working to build like the first Asian Oscars uh, events on the same scale. Is it called the Asian Oscars? It's or? not called the Asian Oscars. Oh, so it's an Oscars it's called, type of event. Yeah, because a lot of people, so it's called Unforgettable. But usually, well, what's Unforgettable? And it's the only Asian American awards show. And in the past, it's so, gone wait, okay, from... I need, I need more details. Yeah. So you're saying it's like the Oscars and it's an award show. Is it for feature films or what is it? It's for like the entertainment industry. So Asia's the entertainment. It's TV, it's film, it's change makers, it's digital influencers. Basically, it's kind of a celebration. We feel like, you know, we have the Emmys, the Oscars, you have the BET Awards. And like at the same time, from the two things that I represent for women behind the camera and Asians on screen, this allows me to really combine all my knowledge, skills, know-how, and to create an event that is also celebratory of kind of our current, like, I guess, moments of being able to finally have more Asian representation on screen. So is it is it exclusively for Asian creators? Uh, well, in terms of who's getting awarded, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so you said that there's so many different types of people that are being nominated for this. Like, so it's not just film. It's not, is it, yeah. is, is it music as well or is it? We have like, music performers as well. And so uh, currently I can't really speak onto it because our press release is coming out soon. But after the pr- press release goes out, I'll be able to say more. Okay. But ultimately that's kind of taking my time right now. But what I'd like to do 
um, is continue building this tech channel that I just launched this March. So a, a YouTube tech channel. Yeah, which, YouTube tech channel. Which you, um, which I have one as well. Mine is uh, Tech Talk Now. What is hey, yours? Mine is Technicky Speaking. Technicky Speaking. I like that. <laughs> um, so the, a tech channel on YouTube generally, it's you review gear, whether yeah. it's I mean, whatever your field is. Like for us, it's Cameras. filmmaking mostly. Yeah. And well, for me, I do all kinds of other stuff too with the music and all this equipment, stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's within our fields, right? So you get products that people would like, say a camera or a lens or yeah. lighting. Well, product review is kind of one aspect of it. But for me, it was more like tutorials and okay. explanations or like showing the business side of it. I think a lot of people just pick up the camera and they just shoot, right? But it's like, well, how do I actually get in the room to make that deal to make money? Because at the end of the day, why are you in this field? You're trying to figure out how to take your career to the next level right. or actually do or this as a living. a career. Yeah, or create a career. So I want to be able to provide like real quick, but my honest opinions on, I would say like an additional opinion, right? So you see so like a lot of the current What landscape. are some of the videos that you have right now? Give me a few, like maybe two, three, four videos that you have yeah. that touch on some of these things, like just kind of- Yeah, what, so what um, I've been launching a new video every Thursday and some of it is like three audio setups under $250 for your next So audio video. setups for- For cameras. Okay. Like run and gun situation, DSLRs, kind of like if you're an independent filmmaker, but it's also like, well, in filmmaking, Let's go on set behind the scenes, behind the actual film. We're shooting with 16 millimeter film, like just kind of getting exposed okay. to what it is behind the scenes as well. So you have a video on that as well, behind the scenes? Mm -hmm. or? Yeah, I have oh. a lot of behind the scenes stuff as well, or even my setup, you know, like I'll have like this setup, but then I reveal the magic curtain of so, like everything like that happens. So the setup that you have for your tech videos, mm -hmm. where you're generally yeah. talking. So what your lighting is, what your camera yeah, is, yeah. Like that. Or even when I'm doing interviews one-on-one -on -one with Shannon Lee, you know, it's like, this is what the setup looks like. Right. You know, if I'm a one woman band, I go on set like this is me like i talk to the talent while i'm setting up you kind of have to right. be able to multitask that's, that's awesome you so know? you're doing the reviews you're doing behind the scenes mm -hmm. you're doing um tutorials yeah first um, look like yeah. we're having the first uh, i did a review on obspot it was like the first artificial intelligence cameras that you can be your own director where it can like operate based on like hand signals and gestures oh, wow. and it's like pretty next level stuff but i will actually bring it to an event that I'm emceeing or mm -hmm. hosting and like test it out. People be like, what is this? So just really kind of building conversations. I just want at the end of the day, filmmakers and especially young women to really feel empowered by this whole Friday female filmmaker movement that's happening. The idea that women are beyond just booth babes. But when you mm -hmm. go to conventions like NAB show right, right. or Synagogue Expo yeah. or CES, like we are more than just You have faces. something to offer. You know. Uh, you're actually a person with creativity and yeah. skill. No, it's almost borderline offensive. Actually, no, it is offensive when women who are in this field go to these conventions and it's all so male dominated. And the only time you really feature women are like, as like demos, like test your camera on this model. Mm -hmm. And so I actually work with the organization called Gals and Gear that we go to ensure that we have access to, you know, gear and camera networking. If there's all male speakers, we say, here are some speakers, some women who like have founded their own VR companies yeah. who are cinematographers, directors. You need these women on your panel mm -hmm. um, to really diversify because if we're saying that filmmakers only look like this, I mean, how are we ever going to get perspectives of other stories told mm -hmm. from an authentic lens, right? Yeah, right. So for me, like starting this Czech channel and really building it has been a huge focus of mine. It's just because of the gigs that I get certain times as a freelance, 
you know, producer, director, editor, host, and, you know, entertainer, like you got to really, it's project by project basis. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, directing this gala has been such a big part of my life, but I'm literally telling myself, all right, once the gala ends, maybe go on a week vacation. But when I come back, it's hustle time again. It's, it's hard to manage your time, uh, in a way that allows you to be 100% on everything that you're doing. Yeah. I feel like, and I, I, I'm i guessing you might feel like this too. I feel like I have a curse. It's a gift and a curse mm. where my mind likes so many different things. Mm-hmm. I want to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> things that, of course, that interest me. Things that don't interest me, I spend zero time on. Yeah. But I have so many interests, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm more than just film more than just music more than just youtube more like all these things and i have all these ideas and i want to do them and i start to execute them and i do this i you know the clothing line of this or that um and we can spread ourselves thin yeah and it's tough because i feel like as far as with my personality and i'm guessing you're the same tell me if you are when you spend too much time doing one thing even if you love it so much let's say for example me i love making beats I can't do that every day, 24-7, because I ha- like the way my mind is wired is like, I have so many interests. Like, I need to go do this now. Yep. I need to, okay, I need to get out of the studio. I need to go work on a video. I need to yeah. start creating a new short film or something. And it's good and bad. It's good for the way we are wired is we don't get bored easily. Yeah. At least I, I like the word bored, I don't even say that. I don't even yeah. like that word. Yeah. So it doesn't even come out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, But it's tough because we do so many different things that we can get like not get enough done at the time frame that we want yeah. or that sometimes even need. Yeah. So like right now you're saying that you don't have enough or you haven't had enough time for the your tech channel. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been having the same kind of for the last two and a half weeks where normally I'm pumping out three videos on my tech channel, which for those of you guys who haven't checked it out yet, I have my tech channel, Tech Talk Now. I don't even talk about it. I don't even like promote it. Nobody even really knows I do it. I just do it. <laughs> and then like luckily people just come across my stuff. Um, yeah. But my music supporters, my film supporters, like none of them know that I have that. Um, but yeah. Uh, and I love doing that. And it's the same reasons that you mentioned, like yeah. teaching other people create like helping create opportunities for people to be able to do it themselves as well because like most of pretty much everything i did i did by myself yeah um or started by myself i've always we always get help and then showcasing how to do that is so powerful and inspiring for other people it's like you're actually giving like what you've been given like a fast track to other people too but at the same time you know i had one uh girl telling me i actually i appreciate it but i actually don't want the fast track I want to learn the hard way myself. I'm like, that's fine too, because like that builds character and yeah. challenges you. So there's there's also people who don't want all the answers, and mm-hmm. that's great because you're forging your own path at, at the same time. And some people learn differently. Some people yeah. learn by being taught, and some people learn by fucking up. Yeah, you know, by 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 experience. Yeah. So, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I think it's powerful to see more for me in my mind. Like, if I saw more women operating the camera or at these shows or mm-hmm. conventions, I feel like we would have so much more women and not so much sexism that we experience in this industry. Um, you know, showing up on set and not being confused as a makeup artist <laughs> or like the actor. And no offense to those who are, it's just, you know, why can't I be mistaken as the director mm-hmm. or like the cinematographer? Right, right. You know, it's like, this is what a filmmaker looks like. Is I'm trying to change that image right. of what a filmmaker looks like. Yeah. I really appreciate not only like your artistic mind and your ambitious hustle for yourself. I like that what you're trying to do is create something bigger than you 
that helps others or inspires others. Like that's my whole movement too. It's mm-hmm. like, it's beyond me. Like me, I have like my own personal goals, my own personal like satisfaction, my own personal desires. And like, I love to keep myself happy, but what really drives me is creating something bigger than me that goes beyond and other people can either be a part of or can be inspired by to create something bigger to do the same. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that in you and I really like that. Um, this is the first time I've seen you since the day we met. I know. <laughs> but we followed each other on Instagram that night that we met. And I've seen your stuff. And I've messaged you a couple times randomly, like, late at night sometimes. Like, <laughs> um, not like, yo, send nudes. But, like, um, like actually, I because I spend most of my time at, I, I don't really spend a lot of time on the phone. Mm-hmm. But when I do see stuff, it tends to be more at late nights because yeah. um, I'm a night owl. Yeah. But, well, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't send nudes. <laughs> um, I don't so, need dick pics either. So... <laughs> I didn't send you any. No. So, um, but yeah, so like I'll see some of your stuff that you post on your stories and it's like, it's really dope. And I've just messaged you just randomly, like not even trying to have a conversation, just like complimenting you. I really appreciate that about you. Or like, oh, this is really dope. Or I'm happy to see this. Like, I just, I really believe in like making people feel good, complimenting people. Cause a lot of times people get so self-absorbed, whether it's like, oh, I'm not, I see this person doing this. And instead of like, damn, that's really dope that they're doing that. They start to look at themselves like, damn, why am I not doing that? And like, I think that's a natural thing that we all do that still. Mm. I still do like, damn, I need to be doing more. But like also like we should appreciate people for their effort and and, and their work in doing something positive and something that moves people forward. Oh, yeah. Um, Now, if they're dicks and stuff like that, man, fuck that person. They don't deserve that shit. They're fucking (laughs) whack. They're assholes. Like, I I know how they really are with people. I've seen them, you know, like. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know you much, but you've seen like a really good person. I respect your hustle. I like to see when you're doing stuff. Um, and it, it inspires me. Like it gets me hyped. Like I feel like I do a lot of things and I and I feel like I'm a very productive person. Yeah, you but are. I need to see other people doing great things mm-hmm. in order to keep myself motivated. Yeah. Like Oh, that's the whole thing, right? They say like your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. And the vibe that I want to have is I want to come up with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Not to feel like, you know, I always actually prefer to be the the dumber person in the room. Like I always want to be surrounding myself with people who are more multi-hyphenated. That's how you more. grow. That's how you grow. And if you're like, if people are insecure about not knowing enough and you know, that's, that's kind of like where we would probably differ, you know, but it's like, I always want to be like the person who knows the least in the room. I mean, not all the time, no, I get what but you're saying. at I the have, same time, always constantly I have a learning. Ra- there, there's a radio interview that I was on and, uh, I, I literally have that. It's actually, I have the, 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 clip on my youtube also um where i talk about i don't really care to be around people that i'm better than at things yeah like like i like being good at stuff like that's dope but i need the challenge i need the inspiration i need the motivation so Mm -hmm. i love to surround myself with people that are better than me yeah if i'm too good like i lose interest like like i say for example like let's say video games if i'm playing with someone that's like i'm dominating them I need to play with someone better than me that's whooping my ass. Yeah. Or if I'm that's like, only how you're going to get better. Exactly. Yeah. If I'm like doing something on film and they're doing some crazy techniques like that yeah. I I'm, I haven't figured out how to do yet. I'm like, damn, I need to be around those people. I need yeah. to like expand my mind. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. So the best thing that occurs too, but at the same time, I still appreciate the people who like are, we're all coming oh, up 100%, together. hundred like, percent. Yeah, I'm not saying like, yeah, oh, yeah. If, if I'm better than you at this yeah, thing, I'm not going to hang suck. out with you. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. No, you definitely do. <laughs> yeah, and then for clarify. me, yeah, yeah, that's why I was <laughs> like, I won't put that in there. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just like this whole past week, it was just so inspiring for me because I know it took a lot of energy to after every day from work, commuting from Sherman Oaks to Gardena to 
go to all these events. But it was worth it for me because it was like, here's friends that are putting on other things and it's inspiring me mm-hmm. at the same time. And I'm the first person that will always be like, empowered women, empowered women. Like, I love women. If I didn't love women, I, I love couldn't women love too. myself, you know? So the whole idea of women being pitted against each other is such a hard thing for me to stomach, especially when I'm trying to do everything opposite of that. But at the same time, it's like when you see a queen rising, you know, I comment like, girl, sister flame, you are my sister flame. Keep rising, keep mm-hmm. going. Even with my male allies or just like other people in the community, like if I see something that's dope, like I'm the first one to say like, hey, keep it up. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you validate or know that yourself because I know people like us, like we probably don't hear it on the daily as much as we'd like to or we don't even know sometimes. Mm-hmm. But even just like you said, that that one word of encouragement that yeah. day really keeps you going. Like, okay, because yeah. sometimes you doubt yourself right oh yeah like even like i have imposter very high syndrome s- is real no real talk real yeah. talk like i have very high self-esteem but i get burned out sometimes or i get frustrated or sometimes i get like a like a block or like i can't i'm like stuck on something yeah. and like those moments they can maybe not fully defeat me but they defeat me for a bit and it's like man like if i don't have like not only either you know some type of positive people around me that encourage not only like me directly but yeah. just even seeing other people do great things like that makes me want to do better for me. Yeah. And it's not like a jealousy thing. So no. I think sometimes we can talk about social media all day. But social media, sometimes I have a love-hate relationship with it. You know, it's like, yeah, people feel like if you post these things that this is your life and that's amazing and nothing's mm-hmm. going on. you're only showing the highlights. Yeah, and, it's like- and not the lowlights. I, I really try, like, even when I put, like... The highlights, I put the lowlights too. I mean, like, I'm not in the best place right now, but I'm just sharing it because I feel like other people going through that is more inspired by, okay, this person is not, like, perfect. This yeah. person doesn't have, like, everything. They're a human being still at the end of the day with yeah, feelings everyone, and flaws. Yeah, everyone, every single person in this world has a struggle with something. Yeah. Everyone's facing some type of issue or obstacle. Like, yeah. Nobody is like a hundred percent happy twenty four seven. Now some people are are happier than other people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we all have struggles, and I think yeah. that's very important that you are able to relate to people. Like mm-hmm. that's what, like I like to do my turn up fun dumb music, right? Um. Like not dumb because I I think everything I write is like I put time into it. But mm-hmm. like I'm talking about stuff that doesn't have a lot of substance. Like my club stuff is not gonna make you think. Yeah. But. And I love doing that at times because I feel like life is all about balance. Sure. And so I like that at times. But a good portion of my music is life relatable stuff. Something with a message, something with storytelling, something about being poor, being broke, sexual assault, uh, you know, abandonment, you know, all these different things that I talk mm-hmm. about that I've experienced or have been a- around. And people gravitate a lot to those songs. Because they relate at some level. And I think it's important to show some of the lows because, like you said, like they feel connected because they are either in a similar or have been in a similar Mm -hmm. boat. But then then you can also give that positivity to make sure that like, yo, like don't dwell here. Yes, we all are here sometimes. But all right. Now, you know, today's a new day how you get yourself out of that situation, mm-hmm. right? You can feel pain. You can feel sadness. Go ahead, own those feelings. Right. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is when, I, when I'm when i talking to other people. It's like, own your feelings. Yeah. Like, if you feel like you're going to cry right now, go ahead. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to be such a wuss and cry. I'm like, no, own your feeling. Because when you own it and you speak your truth, right, regardless of feelings, you feel that much better. And then you just reset yeah. and you go again. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with how you're feeling. And when you suppress those feelings, that actually makes it worse. People who hold it in, they hold it in, they end up breaking mm-hmm. because it's just like being pent up, pent up, pent up. Yeah. And then, fuck, it gets like really bad. 
So I, I'm a firm believer in that. And I actually love that you said that because I think too many people, especially in our cultures, um, like, especially you know, like on the, on the, with men generally, um, I don't like to say things are definite, but yeah. generally a lot of males, um, are like, nah, don't show your feelings. Don't this, don't that. And yeah. it's like, that's not a healthy way to be like, no, it's, not. No, it's just like, it may, it builds something else. That's like, that ends up being more negative down the line. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think it's good. Like, yeah, if you feel you want to cry, cry. If you feel like you need to vent, vent. Like, I'm a very strong person and I am the person that takes on almost everybody's issues. So when people yeah. are having issues, I'm totally. the one they come to. But yeah. I can I can handle it. I'm like, I can handle a lot of people's pain and it doesn't like really bring me down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that I'm, it is definitely a gift and a curse as well. But there are very, very, very few times that I'm like, I need so uh, you know, someone to be there for me or something. But when those times start to come, I go and I I'm like, yo, hey, hey man, like I need a vent right now. Like, like I'm just gonna go for like 20, 30 minutes right now, just venting right now. And then yeah. I like I, I'm not even always looking for advice back. Some I mean, yeah. if I get advice back, great. But sometimes just that venting, like yeah. letting that out before it starts to get worse yeah. and worse, like that oh. will help so much. I like how you say that, though. Sometimes you don't want need advice back necessarily. And that's another thing, too, right? When you're going to create a project and you want ideas and stuff like that, don't go to people you don't want advice from, really. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like you can't just, I want to tell everybody in the world. But no, there's certain people, though, that you know how they react, that you have to be very calculated. Do I want to share this with them? Because... Maybe you say like, I don't need advice or I don't, I don't want any, you know, I'm not expecting any kind of feedback, but mm-hmm. I would like to share and share. be a listening air. Mm-hmm. And like, you kind of give them kind of the context before you yeah. go. I'll always be like, well, you shouldn't have done like, I don't need anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I just want to share. Right and now. sometimes talking like, aside from the, the letting out negative emotions, right? Yeah. Like the, the feelings of crying or sadness or anger or whatever, all that stuff yeah. like that, that too. But now on the creative side that we're talking, yeah. which I like that you touched on that too. Um, sometimes when you say things out loud, it actually helps your create your yeah. ideas either become more clear or like inspire something new. Like, oh shit, you know what? Now that I am saying that, that might not work. Maybe I should do this now. Yeah. And like, or like you can, and you can correct something that yeah. now because you're, Talk, I also believe in saying it out loud too because I feel like there is a law of attraction with the universe. I'm just a spiritual in that way, mm-hmm. but it's like you know you attract, yeah. you know what you say out. So sometimes be like, okay, you know, big money or like <laughs> make that deal, it's gonna happen, you know, or say words because I mean sometimes it's like a little too coincidental nowadays. And I don't know if it's because of like Facebook or you know how when you say something like all of a sudden you see an ad that just comes to you and you feel like, well, this is coincident oh, yeah. or is that just technology? It's technology. But I do also feel like in other areas of my life if yeah. i want to connect with somebody mm-hmm. like if i say it out loud like at least it gives me kind of like clarity right um and it's like crazy things happen when you listen to yourself and yeah. to the universe <laughs> so. talk about a lot of things yeah talk yeah. about a lot it's gonna be a good one yeah. i don't know how you're gonna have fun editing it <laughs> yeah well with these i don't really have to edit much yeah it's you're just, just like there you go all the way up there yeah i, I have a uh, presets on um like everything that i do mm. like uh that i do recurring so i have like a preset for my vocals of yeah. like it has my noise reduction my limiting my compressor you know EQ. you're working smarter oh yeah everything i do has a template i create yeah. my own templates for my tech channel for this for that for mm-hmm. my beat making videos everything so i just open up a project a dragon i put the audio files in the right track or the video file on the right track yeah and sometimes i just gotta do a few tweaks um for you i have to like now just 
go through your audio levels yeah. and that probably taking 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's not going to take that long. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's about working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Like lazy people do um, come up with the best ideas usually. Right. That's what they say. <laughs> like, I think I forgot who it was, Bill Gates or someone. There was some big person that was like, I want to hire someone lazy because they're going to find a faster, easier way to do something. Yeah, um, that's so true. It's, it's, it's facts. It's facts. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I am. Like, I'm always trying to find new ways to do things like I like even a lot of the way my stuff's wired and connected in this room or even in the studio room. Mm -hmm. I have I've bought like extra cables, extra long this or this and that or these extra adapters. So I don't have to replug things or this and that. I literally just go boom, boom, done or this, that done. Yep. And um, so creating templates, finding new ways to like wire things or connect things or just to I'm really big on saving time. Yeah. So like. Time is the biggest currency. I think 100%. for multi-hyphenates, it's like time is your biggest currency. Yeah. So spend it wisely, right? right? Spend it with the people who are actually going to give you value, give you your time, be present in the moment with you, not going to be on your phone or Snapchatting every mm -hmm. moment, everything in, in life. And yeah, it's just like a lot of people, I, I feel like sometimes you think of money as kind of like the thing, but I'm like, I want more time. I'm fine having less money, but more free time to live my life. Yeah. Like there was a time where I was like, making more money working a lot more but i was making no memories mm. and i was like i look back for like two years of my life and i was like what the fuck have i done <laughs> like i don't really yeah. have that many good memories these past couple of years like it's just been either like it's just i i wasn't spending i wasn't taking the time yeah to go do fun stuff or do things that like and, and I, I mean, I would, just not as much. It was more focused on work, 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 work. I got to yeah. do this. I got to get here. I got to do this. I got to yeah. be at this level. And it was like, it's good to be ambitious and hungry. But again, like I said earlier, life is about balance. Yeah. I got to be able to play hard and work hard. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have enough, then what am I really doing? Like, How do you play hard? I always have to ask multi-hyphenates. Because I'm just like, I need like advice maybe. Or maybe as multi-hyphenates, it's always the same answer. Even though we play hard, we're like, oh yeah. So that was me uh, editing another video. Yes. <laughs> That, that's the fun no, or, i guess oh. so it's like is that the fun part like what what is oh, play okay hard so for, for me what i do to <laughs> decompress or just to like live life and have fun is and, and you know what's crazy is actually i have just like in all my media stuff i have so many interests for things that are fun to me yeah. like literally i can go and do like the most zen like Re mellow relax like go to a viewpoint and just chill for a couple hours yeah maybe even have a picnic or something yeah um and like i with being that i'm a photographer i'll still do like um scenic photography mm -hmm. i enjoy that and that's like it, there's no like deadline for that there's no like yeah. like like i have to post this up here so that's just more fun for me yeah so, but that's like one thing i like to do but then i love like adrenaline based things like skydiving going to theme parks going go-karts um and then i like things like that are challenging as well like, like yeah. competitive um yeah. like playing pool darts yeah um things that make like, you feel yeah really but like for me i can go like i love playing sports tennis volleyball skateboarding basketball football like but then sometimes i just want to just play video games you know yeah. um one thing that i do uh the most that is because my mind the way i am is just it's 24 7 a million miles per hour like mm -hmm. it doesn't stop and the more tired i get when i'm trying to go to sleep like it's it's more active so i actually have trouble sleeping but um that i don't knock out until my body literally passes out but the time <laughs> there's like one time where I, that for me one thing that i can do that i i love to do i 
enjoy like not only because I'm entertained, but also because my mind actually chills out. Yeah. Going to the movies. Yeah. Go I go to the movies like maybe two times a week you by mean myself. You don't pass out watching movies? Mm-mm. Sometimes when I'm in a movie theater and it's dark and I've had like a crazy fulfilling, fulfilling day and I'm just like, it's a three hour movie. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, especially if it's going at night. I have to watch a movie in the afternoon. Oh, really? If I watch a movie at night, I'm like, I might be gone. <laughs> and that's such a weird thing, right? As filmmakers, just like, oh, yeah. So why don't you know more films or TV? I'm like, well, actually, we're creating it from our kind of POV and lens. While I re- appreciate other mm-hmm. people's like filmmaking and everything, right? I don't, ha- we don't have the time to watch every single thing. Oh, and there's so many. Know? My friends are you haven't watched this yet you haven't watched that but there i do make a lot of time for a lot of the new stuff or like like movies more than shows shows mm. it takes up too much time for me it does I, but i feel like i love longer form storytelling oh yeah for like, sure i just 100%. love longer form storytelling but yeah no i think that's where i'm like oh i would like to watch more movies and yeah. more netflix but i feel like at the same time like oh it's a lot of my time and it's weird yeah no because yeah. you feel like oh man i could be doing this i could have been doing that mm-hmm. um but for me the way i am the mo- going to the movies is the only time like I stop thinking and mm. I literally get engulfed. I get like just l- like lost in the story. Like yeah. even if it's like a dumb action movie or if it's a super like deep story base with a lot of dialogue, like whatever yeah. it is, like I have so many interests in movies as well, right? Like every genre. If I'm going to the theater, I can chill and I always go to like the ones with the recliners. So I'm always sitting back, yeah. relaxed, and then like I just oh my god I feel amazing after I'm like man especially if the movie was good I'm yeah like, fuck that movie was so damn good I know um, but yeah I don't know I do a lot of different things to kind of play hard but um, just I really live life to the fullest yeah. I, I just want to be surrounded by good people mm-hmm. I want to make memories like I don't have like a belief system I don't have like a religion or an afterlife or, or anything like that and I'm not saying that you need that to have my mindset for what I'm about to explain but um, at the end of the day for me when I'm going to die, what I f- is going to make me feel like I lived a good life is living a good life. Mm-hmm. Having lived and created memories with good people. Like that's what, that's really like what drives us and mm-hmm. makes us feel content, right? Yeah. Like if you don't feel happy, it's probably because you're not doing enough things that make you feel good. And yeah. it's, memories are the things that carry you on, right? Like um, making a memory, like I say, like last week I had some, a lot of fun doing whatever, like that memory this week is like, damn, that, that was dope. And then it makes you want to create another memory. Not creating memories, I think, is what kind of makes a lot of people that fall into routines and don't take the time like to go and do things for themselves. Yeah. Um, then you just you're just existing but mm-hmm. not living. Yeah. No. That's true though. I mean, like, even I don't know, do you journal? I do not. Mm-hmm. Um the writing like takes up so much time for me. I feel like because I don't know. I'm a writer. Yeah. I'm a writer. Yeah. Even my friends on Instagram are always telling me, stop writing novels. Stop writing so much in your description. Write a few sentences, maybe two sentences and post. Yeah. But just the way I am, the moment I start writing, I'm like, like I used to bullshit a lot in school and I didn't really apply myself fully, but it's because I already knew what I wanted to do. So yeah. I kind of like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't really care too much. But when I would do like English papers, like I'd get pretty good grades. And it, and like I would like work the night before. And it's the moment I started typing, boom, next thing I know, I'm like six pages at eight yeah. pages in. I'm like, what the fuck? So 
which is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. So if I started... Oh, yeah, you should see my Yelp reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't just say good, bad. I'll be like, essays, Brah. dissertations. Yeah. But no, actually... So I can't journal because otherwise I'd be okay writing on a journal. Novel, but I don't journal either, but it is not a journal. It is my roommate actually gave it to me. It's a five-year thing. So it all literally is like a book and like of five years. And then each line is like just five lines. So you don't feel the pressure to feel like you have to fill it oh, up with everything. But you so kind of put down. On what, so then you have to put only what fits in that space. Yeah, or just like the biggest things that happen. Right. Because when you're comparing it from a, the year before. Is this a daily thing or a weekly thing? It's a daily thing. Oh, but shit. sometimes I'm going to be honest. Like I forget right. and then I got to go back. And the only way I can remember is I have to look through my Instagram stories. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> I have a short-term memory sometimes. I'm like, oh, shoot. But I'm like, I didn't put an Instagram story that day. I'm like, now I got to look through my text. But it really <laughs> does allow you <laughs> to see kind of what you've been doing and also compare that day from the year before and the year before like what was i doing at this yeah. point in time like two years ago three years ago am i coming am i better like yeah, have yeah. i improved on this thing or how i've been feeling so in a way it's a short way to just kind of keep track of what you've been doing for the last That's five cool. years just like a little line yeah and if you remember to do it just before you do go to bed kind of like every habit like brushing your teeth yeah. you know taking off your makeup all that stuff then it's like okay it won't feel like it worked. I should start doing that because I want to write a bunch of books um, yeah. throughout the next 20 years. Maybe even, no, not even 20. The next 60 years, I want to write quite write quite a few books. And some of my books are going to be just like the adventures of the hyphenate. Yeah. And so, because uh, I have like some crazy stuff or funny stuff that happens. And I'm like, man, that would be great for like either a chapter or like a, uh, or like a scene in a movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that. Yeah. No, it definitely helps exercise the mind, you mm -hmm. know, to always be writing i think we're so like on computers nowadays like i have like wow it's been a minute since i wrote <laughs> oh like, my, my penmanship is terrible if i do a journal thing oh it's gosh. gonna be on it's gonna be on i'm gonna be typing it oh my gosh it would be <laughs> so good when i was writing but sometimes it feels good to put pen to paper by the same yeah. time i'm like man my writing has gone down <laughs> oh my <laughs> even goodness. when i write my lyrics i write on on the computer yeah oh you have to though yeah. you make copies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So we had a lot of amazing topics here. I hope that those of you guys listening and watching got inspired. I think Nikki is very inspiring, very motivating. I love seeing what she's doing, what she's posting. And I love seeing your progression. Like you seem to be like constantly doing things. And I know we all kind of have dry spells at times or things are not moving as much. Um, but like I said, for me, like looking at other people doing great things kind of motivates me. So, yeah. you know, hopefully you guys should follow her. She'll definitely huh. inspire you guys and well, make you thank guys you. feel like you guys need to get some stuff done. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate that. And like same goes to you, man. Like just seeing what you've been doing and like seeing you. the hyphen it. I mean, when we first met, I mean, I felt like we clicked instantly because we understood like the hustle, mm -hmm. the mentality at the end of the day, but also like the, and the passion. Yeah. But also like just being able to appreciate life and mm -hmm. the things that life has to offer and really not take Taking for granted like those memories that we make at the same time you know so yeah it's been fun thank you for reaching out it's been really awesome talking to you so where can people find you uh at nikki sun n-i-c-k-i-s-u-n and then my tech channel is at tech nikki speaking sick yeah awesome and then you guys can find me instagram everything is the hyphenate my music the hyphenate spotify apple music all that good stuff and uh thank you so much for coming through yeah, thank I appreciate you so it. much give her a follow asap <laughs> thank you have a good one guys peace <laughs>